Sometimes you just want the quick facts. No opinions, no speculation. I'm Claire Thornton, an audio editor with USA Today. My team works around the clock to bring you the Five Things podcast. Every morning, me and my co-host Taylor Wilson help you know what to keep an eye out for that day. We always have a fresh mix of stories, from politics to entertainment to sports, covering all parts of the country. On Sundays, you can lean back with in-depth episodes about stories you may have heard earlier that week. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows and start listening to Five Things today. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds. Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard The Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us and happy Friday, friends. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. This is, I think, our first pod of 2021 as a trio. This is very exciting. Yay. Is this year seven now of the mothership that we are embarking on? I don't know how old's your son. Close to that age. So yes, I think this is your, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. It, yes, year seven. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's meet the crew. I'm Brent Molina. I play video games. And what's getting me through this week, it's not really any pop culture stuff. It's just other work stuff, but it's CES, which it's kind of fun because it's a lot of really cool and crazy tech that is coming out this year and beyond. Um, it's all virtual, so I'm not in Vegas, thankfully. But um, it's kind of weird because it's basically like going to a bunch of Zoom meetings and then you occasionally see like a robot. So it's, <laughs> I'm, I know I'm selling this show a lot, but um, one of the highlights, though, that I thought was really cool is I talked to this company that is making... Uh, what I can best describe is a Keurig style machine, but it makes ice cream. So it makes like smoothies and it makes soft serve ice cream and frozen drinks and stuff. So I thought that was really dope. And I could totally go for a frozen margarita on demand right now, um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners would as well. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies. and But what's getting me through this week is Star Wars Squadrons, which is a video game. Um it's gonna be a whole bunch of new Star Wars video games, but this one is the the came out last year. I'm, I'm running on my PS5, my new PS5, and um, it's pretty fun. It's 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 pretty much dogfighting in in X wings and Y wings and Tie fighters, and it's 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 pretty neat. I have it on like easy level because I I'm a horrible gamer and I don't, I'm not I'm nobody's hero, so I just like <laughs> to play the story and like kill things and then be done with it. So, but it's it's fun. The story's interesting. It's set um, 
after Bridge of the Jedi, where where the the rebels in the New Republic are still trying to get rid of some of the the Empire, which is out there, which suddenly has a big force, more so than the in the Mando, which is interesting. Um, but they have like big star destroyers and things you have to take down, and they're like you have to you have to take a ship and throw it into a moon at some point, and it's a pretty fun fun little game. I like it. That sounds cathartic, throwing a ship into a moon right now. It is. Well, you have to, well, spoiler alert, you do that at, like, the end. So you, you, work, <laughs> up, you work up to throwing the ship into the moon. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you've not been playing the game. We apologize. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I probably just spoiled everything for you. Um, hi, I'm Kelly Lawler. I watch television. Um, and what's getting me through this week and 2021 so far is watching Frasier which is a show I caught some of um, in my youth and on reruns, um, but I have never watched in its entirety. Um, And I was actually inspired by a YouTuber that I've talked about on the podcast before, Binging with Babish, who the guy who does that YouTube channel is really obsessed with Frasier. And when I ran through all the videos on the YouTube channel, I was like, maybe I should try Frasier. And I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I feel like underplayed is how big a character the dog is in Frasier because dogs are like the only thing that make me happy right now. And this dog is very well trained and used very hilariously. Also, it's just a really good sitcom. I always knew it was good, but you know, they don't really make them like that anymore. And um, I'm appreciating how many hundreds of episodes I have. I've been watching it for a few weeks and I'm already in season five, but there are 11 seasons and I'm really excited to keep watching it. And to have something reliably funny to uh, get me through the night. It's no supernatural, but that's a lot of seasons of TV. Yeah, it's not as many hours because they're half-hour episodes. Right. But it is. I would say there have been like two duds in the like, you know, fifty some I've already watched. So, you know, high high quality bar for a lot of time. Oh well, there you go. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. Uh, While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, By doing that, you'll help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a bonus, we give you a very special shout out on the next episode. So try it out. Tell us what you want to see from the show moving forward. It's all upside for you. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can send an email to mothershippod at usatoday.com. Uh, let's get to the main topic. Here's the clip. It's twilight time. Wonder and vision. Aren't we a five pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is going to be a gas. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That was from WandaVision, the new Marvel show premiering on Disney Plus today, starring Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch and Paul Bettany as Vision. It's the first live action Marvel show on Disney Plus and the first MCU series to include major stars from the films. Previous series on ABC, Netflix, Freeform, and Hulu, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Runaways, were part of the MCU, but had to take a back seat to the films and were also produced by a different part of the company. The new Disney Plus series will have actors and characters as big as Tom Hiddleston's Loki as Disney makes a full court press on direct-to-consumer streaming. Uh, WandaVision is not the 
only first live action Marvel show on Disney Plus. It's also Marvel's first sitcom. Uh, the series finds Wanda and Vision living out versions of iconic American shows like the Dick Van Dyke show and Bewitched, trapped in a suburban town and hiding their superpowers from their neighbors. But obviously something weird is going on and their leave it to beaver happiness starts to crack as the couple starts to figure out what's going on. Uh, Kelly and Brian have seen the first three episodes of the nine episode season. So let's dig in. Kelly, we'll start with you. What were your initial thoughts of the first three episodes? It's very funny. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Um, The best part of it thus far to me is the actual sitcom spoofing, which is very well done. Um, Clearly, the writers understand the tropes of American sitcoms and aren't just making fun of them. It's very loving in its, you know, poking at the various sexist tropes, for instance, uh, of housewives having to do, you know, a five course meal at a moment's notice and that kind of thing. And um, it's Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are very, very good sitcom actors, which they're very talented, but they've never been in this kind of scenario before that I've seen. So I was very pleasantly surprised, particularly by Elizabeth Olsen's like 1950s affect voice. It's a, very fun for anyone who's ever seen I Love Lucy. I would say it's Lucy-inspired loosely, but it's just that kind of brassy um, housewife. Everything's a gas, etc. cetera. Um, so I thought it was really funny. Um, I feel like it's a mistake to uh, make release it weekly. Um, I've seen three episodes, and not a lot has been explained. And I'm a little confused about various things, and I've seen every single Marvel movie and many more than once. So I I struggle with how uh, newcomers will be able to get into it, especially only watching one episode where, especially since the first episode explains little to nothing. So Brian, what did you think? I mean, I think I liked it less. Um, I think, so I, I grew up on uh, watching a lot of these classic sitcoms when I was a kid. So I appreciate that. And I, and I think parts of it are funny. Um, but like Kelly said, I think, you know, this week to week thing with this show is going to drive me nuts because it's it the Mando's different where it could have so much action in like a half hour that you felt like spent after watching a half hour of that show and you were ready to watch, you know, you didn't want you didn't want to like put it up for a week, but you would because you just had to see what was coming next. This is just like, okay, well what what happens if you know, a Dick Van Dyke show happened in the Marvel Universe. This is what happens when a Bewitch episode in the Marvel Universe. So, you know, so in terms of, like, recreating the sitcom, it's cool. And there's, like, little weird things that, like, oh, there's something bigger at play here. But, yeah, it's nothing we haven't seen in the trailer. And they really haven't hinted at really what is going on yet. Even, you know, we've seen past, by this point, people have seen two episodes when this pod airs. And then, but after, even after the third, you're really just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So I, I get the aesthetic of it. I, you know, I appreciate that. But as a Marvel joint, it's, it's lacking because it just doesn't have that connective tissue yet. It probably will. And I mean, it's nine episodes. So, I mean, it's going to go, hopefully, it'll, it'll go somewhere. And, you know, and I feel like, you know, there's a lot of fan theories about, well, you know, is this like House of M or is this like, 
you know, is this where Scarlet Witch turns bad? And, you know, that leads into Doctor Strange too. And so there's all kinds of fan theories. And, you know, people are just going to talk. That's all people are going to talk about because there's nothing really to talk about the comedy stuff. It's just like, well, here's a bunch of sitcoms. But it's people are going to want to know about what it all means. And I feel like that is going to be something that's going to drive people nuts, you know, the week to week, not really revealing much gradually. So obviously Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are central to the show. Um, how are they together? And then also how's the rest of the cast? Um, they're pretty adorable together. Um, I, you know, sort of like Brian was saying, like he was like, all there is is like the sitcom jokes, which um, while I do love mythology, I also, you know, like sitcom jokes for the sake of jokes. And they're very funny together. Um, and there was something about their romance that didn't work for me in Avengers Infinity War. And I think with more time together and with like, you know, more screen time devoted to it, I see the chemistry between them now, um, which I didn't see in the films. And, you know, I think that's just because they were never the protagonists in the films. They were side characters always. So, you know, it's nice that they get to stretch their muscles a little bit. Um, I love Catherine Hahn, who like who knew Catherine Hahn was going to come into Marvel this way. Um, she plays uh, in a a neighbor named Agnes, who um, you know who knows how she's connected to whatever. But for a while, at least, she's just being kind of dumb and drinking at committee meetings and whatnot. Um, and she uh, is also very funny, and I appreciate her. And then Tayona Paris shows up as someone who. Casting news might spoil for some people, but people know who she is. Yeah. She's called Geraldine in the show. Uh, Brian, what did you think of the cast? I do. am glad that um, they gave something for Lizzie and Paul to do <laughs> other than just kind of like be stressed out, you know, be a stressed out couple when the American government's after you and or a cosmic villain. Um, that's fun. I, I I do feel like you know they're good actors and they're they're able to kind of do do something with these characters when given some time. I feel like that that does come through all like kind of the throwback aesthetic is that you know they're still Vision and, and Wanda who we know they're just put in a different place and like they're figuring out that they're they're still Vision and Wanda they're figuring out what's going on but you, but you know and, and there's little bits and pieces that like reveal like stuff that's happened to them in a way but like you do get to know them a lot better in this which is kind of fun and i because they were always supporting roles to like more high profile personalities like you know captain america and tony stark and they were never going to be that so it's cool that they do have this um outlet to you know to get to flesh out their characters i like katherine hahn as like the, the the resident nosy neighbor she's cool um, there's also some other people that, you know, they're kind of there. We don't know really what the, what they're going to, pl- what role they're going to play. Um, I'm just going to spoil it. I mean, it's, it's out there. So, so, um, Tiana Paris is Monica Rambo, who is the little, little girl from Captain Marvel, who will now be like, you know, a grown up in Captain Marvel too. Um, Randall Park from the Ant-Man movies is going to be in this at some point. Can't wait to see him. Uh, Kat Dennings from the Thor movies is going to be in this too. So I feel like there, there, there are people we know who are going to be in the show. We just have not really seen them yet other than in a trailer. So 
it, there's so much potential and promise here, but you just, I mean, it's going it, to, uh, people are just going to have to like, you know, sit on their hands a little bit because it's going to take a while to get there. So I know the actors have said that the show takes place after Avengers Endgame. How exactly does this series connect to the broader cinematic universe? We don't know yet. No basically. idea. Um, because Vision's dead. You know, Vision, I mean, Vision's dead. Vision died in Infinity War. Well, that was my first thought was it takes place after Endgame, but he's dead in Infinity War. So how exactly does this all work? Um, I read various interviews with Paul Bettany saying like, you know, don't worry, just sort of wait and they'll explain it and enjoy it until that happens. And But I kind of forgot Vision was dead because it's been a while since I've seen Infinity War or Endgame. Um and then when the show starts intimating stuff about that and that's potentially brought up again, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, how is this going to work? Um, so it's not totally clear yet, uh, but I think they're having a little bit of like they wanted to connect to the broader MCU, but they also just want to do their own thing. So it seems there might be a little like of having the cake and eating it, too. I don't know this for sure, but it seems like some type of who knows fantasy mind sequence Truman show there's something happening um so I think that is how they sort of get away with it in one of the trailers Catherine Hahn's character says you're dead it pretty much mentions that he's dead um so it's definitely after Endgame because that happened I you know Wanda is able Wanda is the most powerful person pretty much in the Marvel Universe I think we I think that's been kind of like put out there. So, and she can she can kind of manipulate reality. So, I think it's probably going to have something to do with that. Um, I'm going to guess. I don't know I don't know anything at all, I promise. Um, but I feel like just in what's happened in the comic books with her and with what's kind of how how the movies always kind of take from the comic books, I feel like it has something to do with that and the fact that Wanda is going into a movie called Doctor Strange in the multi- in the Multiverse of Madness makes me think that there is not just about this world. Um so I I feel like that's kind of where they're going. It's just again, it's it's going to be maddening until we get there. What I'm most interested in is learning how vital viewing this is for people who have only kept up with the movies thus far. You did not need to watch a single existing Marvel show to understand what was happening in the movies. I mean, you had to watch a lot of movies. But um, I don't... I'm interested to see if it's, like, going to be a crucial piece of the puzzle or a side adventure, basically. Um, And I think they're leaning towards making it, like, a crucial piece of the puzzle, which is... a almost a business play more than anything else so that more people subscribe to Disney plus, but um, it will be, it's interesting from a TV storytelling perspective. I mean, that's, that's what they said. I mean, that, you know, they're sticking by the, that they're, you know, all these Disney plus shows are crucial because, you know, the first wave have to do with, you know, characters we've seen before. And then, you know, they will tie in the movies and then they'll introduce new heroes, which will tie in the later movies too. And Lizzie Olsen said that, you know, Doctor Strange 2 is not going to make any sense if you have not watched WandaVision. So they, they're they making it clear that this is essential. If you, want to be, if you want to know what is going on in the MCU, you need to watch these things. So if you're someone that is not as entrenched in the cinematic universe as we are, or just 
you know, more hardcore fans. Are viewers that don't keep up with this still going to enjoy the show? I will say that my boss, TV editor Gary Levin, who is not a particular fan of Marvel, was very interested in the trailer. After watching it, I feel like he's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be confused and wanting more explanation. And I feel like people who don't know Marvel, who happen upon it, are going to be even more so. So, I don't know. Disney, Disney Plus is a weird like ecosystem because they don't have as many people who don't have like big brand awareness because Disney's whole thing is branding. Um, so it's, in- I, I would love to hear from anyone who doesn't, hasn't seen the Marvel movies or has only seen a couple or something and what they think of this. Well, and they, they kind of got a little bit screwed because of the pandemic, because the first Disney show that was supposed to be out of the gate was Falcon and a winter soldier, which is like a very, very Marvel thing. You know that it's it, you know it is it is coming right off of Endgame, you know off the ending of Endgame and with with Sam Wilson getting the Captain America shield. So you can then put together, oh, this is to figure out who's going to be the next Captain America. So that makes sense in a big Marvel way. And then it you know you obviously have this very very Marvel show with very Marvel characters that you know everybody knows. So and then introducing some you know supporting cast, but that makes sense. Because of they hadn't, uh, I, I don't think they had finished that, and they had then they so they had to swap WandaVision to have that go first. It is a little more wonky because it is the kind of the weird avant garde, you know, throwback sitcom show that is the first one out of the gate, which is Marvel esque. You know, it has these characters we know, but it's not a mar- very Marvel thing yet, even though they have that red logo at, at the top of it. Um, so, so I think that they're, they've kind of been screwed a little bit by that. And I think, I think people will come along, but I think it, it's going to be hard unless you're like, like some, you love yourself, some like old classic sitcoms, you may have a hard time, like kind of sitting down and being like, I need, you know, this is a point of viewing every Friday when it shows up on the, on Disney plus like the Mando was. Here's my question for not necessarily like your guys and your kids, but like, you know, the Gen Z teens. Like, do they have any exposure to classic sitcoms if there is no Nick at Night? Because that's how I saw all these, all these old shows. And I feel like with streaming, they're not going to go seek out uh, Bewitched or Brady Bunch or anything. Although apparently Gen Z really loves Friends, which maybe counts now. It's like, I just wonder how many of the people that the show is trying to reach will have seen any of the sitcoms that it's, you know, riffing off of. Doubtful any because I mean I watched I remember watching Leonardo DiCaprio or Leonardo DiCaprio oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> Leave it to Beaver <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Leonardo DiCaprio What a great show God I'm getting old Um so I He was know, on Growing Pains Yeah that's true So I watched Leave it to Beaver when I was a kid you know and that was in the 80s so that's like I guess Gen Z watching you know Friends and Cheers in a sense. Um, but like we had it on syndication. There was no cable. There was no streaming. It was either watching soap operas or watch like syndicated old classic sitcoms. I, yeah, it's a different place now. I don't think, unless again, you know, you can, I don't think any of them are streaming anywhere either. So unless you like, you have your grandmother or your parent that really loves these things and are showing it to you, you're, you ain't what, you're never going to watch any of this stuff. And I don't, and 
So, and it's going to look anachronistic to people because of that, because they have no, like, close ties to it. So, I don't know. So, clearly it's still early because you've only seen three episodes. And the next Marvel Disney Plus show to arrive is Falcon and the Winter Soldier in March. Um, Based on what you've seen, are you feeling better about what Marvel is trying to do with TV? Does it still feel like it's too early to tell? How, How are you feeling overall about the approach? I mean, from a, I'm a TV critic and I'm interested in how TV is evolving and like separate from that I like Marvel and I like the movies, you know, I think the, the big, the corporate push behind all the Disney plus stuff is, uh, is, is cool in some ways and, you know, troublesome in other ways. And I was reading up on the, the press materials for WandaVision as I was writing my review and, you know, I saw the creator refer to, essentially refer to it as a nine episode movie, which is my least favorite thing to hear from anyone who makes television because television is its own thing. And that's what I was most worried about with these shows because they were being made by the film production arm of Marvel. And I do, while I think there's, they have some structural issues and they certainly, the the three episodes I saw could have been one episode, one episode pilot. They could have tightened it. And they could have run through their the little three sort of scenarios that we see in the first three episodes in a 45-minute pilot. Um, but I just like TV to be about episodes and be about episodic storytelling, which is what is different about it from movies. And um, I am hoping that that they will continue to focus on it, although I I don't know. It's just... I don't want to feel like I'm watching really, really long Marvel movies because that's not actually an enjoyable experience. Brian, how are you feeling about Marvel TV? Um, I would rather, I would much rather watch a six-hour movie. I have no problem with that <laughs> at all. Um, I could have watched a six-hour Avengers Endgame easily. Um, I am, I am of the, I am of the mind where you know, if there was like Daredevil and Punisher and those Netflix shows, I would watch them all on a binge because. That's what they felt like. It felt like a lo- very long movie that I needed to watch like right then. And that is why the not being able to binge this is driving me freaking nuts because they have that Marvel has that mode of like, okay, well we need, you know, this is a 6-hour movie and sh- cut up like this, it doesn't work cuz it makes no sense. Um one of my things about the Mando when it first started was like I need more of this in my life because it was so good and it was only like you know the first episode was half hour and then they throw out baby Yoda I'm like that's it I don't get to watch any more I have to wait a week and it drove me nuts but I had to come back because I'm like I want to know who baby Yoda is and they did that every single freaking episode for two seasons I do not have that at all with WandaVision I don't I mean Okay, well, you know, we got the Brady Bunch episode. Now we're going to have the Family Ties episode. Then we're going to have the the Malcolm in the Middle episode. And then we're going to have the, you know. So I can, like, already see these things in my mind happening. It's the other stuff that I would I want to know about. Like, how is Vision alive? How, is Scarlet Witch going to go nuts? You know, what what? how does this tie into everything? You know, where's Darcy? You know, all these things that that's what I want to know about. And that's what I'm going to have to wait about, wait on, which, you know, if I could just binge all this right now, I wouldn't have to wait. So, and I feel like there's, you know, a lot of Marvel fans are going to be like me where they just want 
they want it all right now. And, you know, I think this, this should have been a binge. It shouldn't have been a weekly thing. And I think maybe maybe Disney Plus this whole thing was like we're not gonna put any of these things out on as one binge. You ha you have it's gonna have to always be a weekly thing. And I think they're undone by that with this show. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something like Loki, which is supposed to be like a spy thriller, which are like gonna be more forty five to sixty minute things, I think that's gonna be easier to pull off just because it's gonna feel more like there's something substantial there that if it has a cliffhanger, then Okay, that's fine. It's gonna be like an old episode of the A Team or something. We, you know, that's fine. But yeah, this WandaVision thing is gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> okay, listeners, it's your turn. Have you watched WandaVision yet? Are you excited for more Marvel shows on Disney Plus? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod, but you can also tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina23. I'm at Brian Truitt. And I'm at K Lals, K L A W L S. And don't forget, you can email us, too. We're at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. That'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership this week, Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other folks find the show, and we get some awesome feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next week, nerds out. Later. Bye.